has been a tale of two seasons for the Boston Celtics. I probably aged about 10 years just from that series. I'd probably compare myself to like, you know, just a younger, smarter, more handsome, stronger Michael Jordan. Let's go Celtics. Go Patriots. These are these are guys who, when they when you give them a bowl of Cheerios in the morning, they finish every last drop of milk. Absolute uh, clown over here. I'm ready when you are, baby. All right, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the Offbeat Sports Podcast. Uh, today, we're continuing our interview series called Offbeat University, where we interview Division One college athletes, both male and female, from many different sports to get the full perspective into the lives of our student athletes. Uh, today, we're joined by Lauren Moran, member of the Stonehill College field hockey team. Uh, thanks for joining us, Lauren. Hi. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. So, how do you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, so how do you how do you feel about Stonehill step up to the division one level from the NE 10 to NEC? Um, I I honestly feel great about it. I feel like we were pretty much dominating in a sense the NE 10. And I feel like this step up to division one was it was a pretty I wouldn't say shocking, but it would definitely, at least when I heard about it, it was kind of like oh, we're doing research on it. And then like a month or two later, it was like, oh, we're actually going D1. And it kind of like, it all happened so fast compared to like Merrimax. They were like, it didn't happen as fast as it happened for us. Um, but I just think it's, you don't just get handed a D1 program like every day. And so it's just, I'm just insanely grateful to like be in the position that I am. And I, we now have a new coaching staff. So like, that's also like really exciting. So, yeah. So, I mean, obviously one of the hardest things to do as a, you know, student athlete is your task after getting out of high school, knowing your career, knowing what path you want to follow, you're tasked with figuring out where to go to do that. So in your whole cycle of recruitment, trying to figure out from school to school, place to place, sport to sport, what made you choose Stonehill? Um, the funny thing is I... I was kind of looking at like all different schools um, when I decided that I wanted to um, play in college. But when I first started looking, Stonehill was kind of exclusive in a sense in that like the coach really didn't respond to you unless like she, it was two coaches ago. Her name is Susan Chufo, who yes. I was recruited by. Um, she was kind of exclusive in the way that like she wouldn't really reach out to you unless she like really wanted you. So I remember like in ninth grade, being like, oh, like I want to go to Stonehill, but I have no idea like how that's possible. And then like flash forward, like a year and a half later, I went to a tournament and I was just randomly emailing schools. I was looking at Fairfield and Sacred Heart. I didn't want to be in New York. I knew that for sure. Cause I wanted a new experience. Yeah. Um, and then randomly she ended up um, emailing me after the tournament and then wanted to meet me right away. And then, I mean, it sounds insanely cheesy, but like the minute I stepped on campus, I was like, this is the feeling I was looking for. I was like, okay, like I get it. Cause everyone's like, oh, what's that feeling? But like, I actually felt it when I got to Stonehill and I was like, okay, this feels like a home away from home. I could totally be like comfortable here. Boston's like a train away. Like it's just, it just ticked on my boxes. Yeah, almost like euphoric. Yeah. Yeah. Euphoric in a sense. Yeah. yeah. It was, but it was just yeah. like, cause every single school I went to, I was like, ah, oh, this is missing. And I was like, yeah, I like it it's okay but it's like when you're looking for at a place you're gonna live for the rest next four years you don't want to just be like okay and yeah like, you need that you need like that yeah. thing to reassure you that you're gonna be like ready there yeah 
exactly exactly so yeah so you mentioned like you didn't want to be in new york so coming from new york to massachusetts like what what was one of the glaring differences because i i i think we've i think we've debated this before between me you and maddie i think we've debated like pizza and all like the and who's better and cheese steaks i don't know why you people call it a steak and cheese so when I walked into our dining hall, like the first like week or so, on the menu it said steak. It's a steak and cheese. Yeah. So in my mind, I was thinking, okay, that's like a steak and then like maybe like a cheese dipping sauce or like maybe something on the side. Then I walk in and I was like, oh my god, that's a cheese steak. I was like, why do they call it a steak and cheese? So that's number one. And then number two, I don't know how many people call it it, but like a shopping cart, people call it a carriage. That also, I don't get it. Um, Especially my friends from New Hampshire, they call it a carriage. And I I don't know where that comes from. But steak and cheese and cheesesteak is like the number one thing that I was like, oh, that's odd. Yeah, Yeah, we got some we got some weird phrases up here. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So we got that lingo. Yeah, you have a Massachusetts lingo for sure. But I I have not picked up Wicked. I've been here for almost three years now. And I can't I can't pick up Wicked. I don't know why. But it's just not. I don't think honestly, it's, it's just second nature for me. I say wicked so much, and I didn't even I mean, honestly yeah, see, did not I, even know until I got to college that that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. All no. Right. So I'm I'm out in North Carolina, right? And I'm with a bunch of dudes across the world, and I'm sitting here, you know, just it's part of my natural vocabulary. And every time I say it, I get, oh, what are you wicked smart? Oh, you. Oh, what, what are you parked the car? I have a pot. I'm like, oh, dude, leave me alone. I'm like, leave me alone. Are you you're in North I'm Carolina? I'm in Jacksonville right now. Oh, I was born in Fayetteville, North yeah. Carolina. So yeah. It's like oh, <laughs> oh no, really? hmm Yeah, I was born in Fort Bragg. No shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're a big Stonehill spirit oh, person. Yeah, I feel like everyone's yeah. That's, yeah. I yeah. feel like everyone on campus knows who you are because you're always at games. Like you're always very into the Stonehill spirit. So like what kind of like sparked that, that like, you felt like you wanted to really get into that? Um, I think the one thing that sparked it was obviously the friends that I met um, in the STEM for like first semester. And honestly, I think it was like the year of not being able to go to a sports game or like anything. And so when I finally got the opportunity to go to like a women's, I remember it was the first game back from like COVID, it was women's lacrosse game. And I remember I was like, I don't really watch women's lacrosse before, but I was like, oh my God, I just want to go like that shit. And I was just like, yeah. It was, it was so built up that you had just yeah, had to. Exactly. And then I also like found out that I have a pretty loud like yelling voice. I apparently it can project. And so after that, me and my friends just like, at games we just have a competition to see who can yell louder and it just like from that just spirals us like just going to games and just like going nuts so yeah i love it (laughs) did you uh did you did you pick up on any similarities in that cross from uh that little explanation right there (laughs) harry was the same way in high school and he actually got so bad that he wasn't allowed to go to any sports games and see our senior year Really? Oh my yeah. God! Crazy. I got banned. I got. Well, bl- he was got a little more aggressive. Playing but... and attending all sports. <laughs> yeah, he was oh, a little oh, more no, aggressive. I definitely, though. I definitely made people hate their lives a little bit. <laughs> I, I made people angry that they had to be on the field. Oh. Um, he almost got in a fight at a baseball game with I a player. It. That's so funny. I like. 
It's yeah, even and he, I, 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 I wasn't on the team, so. Oh, you weren't? <laughs> no, he was, no, I was on the team. Awesome. Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, the love for, like, I don't know, the love for, like, going to games and, like, being rowdy carried into when we went to go, we went to a Fenway game um, last year, and we were in the outfield, and Jackie Bowser Jr. was really close to me. And so I asked him a question for right hand or left hand, and he actually ended up doing it. And I was like, I lost my shit. I was like, oh my God, that's hilarious. But it's like stuff like that. It's like interacting with like the athletes too. I think it's so fun. Yeah, you do it in a more positive way. Harry struggled with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, I, I wasn't the, the nicest person to encounter on the sidelines. Um, but, you know, I, I made their day a little bit more interesting. I can't say that for sure. Um, now I, I talked about my time on the sidelines and you've talked about yours as well, but when you're actually out there on the field, what is your favorite thing about playing field hockey for Stonehill? Um, I don't think I've ever really experienced, um, a tight knit athletic community as Stonehill. I feel like it's like you walk past people and they're like, Oh, you have a home game today. Or like random people from random sports, like, know your schedule, know that you have a home game. And it's just like when you're on the field, you really feel that like Stonehill's behind you. Like you can see people um, like the athletic building behind us, like people work out and they like watch our games. It's like even people who aren't even on an athletic team, they're like watching our game. And it's like nice in a sense that they're like, they're like literally behind you watching, like watching you play like in the athletic building, but like like you're on the field like you really just feel like the whole community is behind you and like supporting you whether you win you lose but yeah we do have a pretty cool setup with that we do we do it's pretty yeah. cool yeah um so you said you're a little over halfway through your season now so um i know probably your record doesn't reflect how you guys have improved so what were your expectations at the start of the season and what are your goals to finish the season i would say I think our expectations were pretty much like, let's just get through this together. Like we can't, it, it's either going to be like a really negative and like just tough season, or we're going to look at this as like a positive. We're grateful that we're D1. We get to be together every day and get like work really hard and just like grow together. And I think our new coach coming in, like set that precedent, like the minute she got on campus, she was like, we're obviously not going to win every game and we're obviously it's gonna be a quite humbling experience going to d1 but she was like as long as we're like we're a tight-knit family we hold on to each other um i think that was like the main goal and i think that's just carrying us into i mean now we've had two wins which is awesome we just had an overtime win like last friday which was sick um but yeah i think it's just carrying that mentality of like getting each other um through the next couple weeks and like empowering each other to like ride out our first division one season because you only get to do like your first d1 season once and just carrying that like mentality all the way through is our goal yeah would you say getting like you said the first like uh would you say now that you've started oh okay harry one sec uh would you say like getting those first was kind of your your first goal like Yeah, getting your first like your first goal where you just let's just get through the first goal, first win, like first assist, like stuff like that. Was that like one of your main ex like main looks uh, at the yeah. start of the season? It was like when we first scrimmaged UMass Lowell, she was like, 
because UMass Lowell has a very good field hockey program and it was just it was our first time like playing against another team and she was like all right let's just get through this she's like let's just play and like get through it and then at the end she was like we did it <laughs> like no one like like no one got hurt it, like did we get humbled yes but like we still had a smile on our faces knowing that like we just played our first d1 scrimmage like that's crazy um so yeah we definitely had those goals and like when we went and traveled to St. Louis, we were just so wanting to score our first D1 goal. And then our captain, um, Andrea Cardona, she scored it, which was an awesome thing. So it's like little things here and there that we're like checking off in the boxes, like first win, first goal, like first overtime, first shootout. Like um, I think we pretty much checked a lot of those boxes off, but like obviously there's way more that we wanna check off in the coming season, so. As you should. I mean, going on, you can't just expect to be at the bottom of the barrel. You know, you got to take D1, uh, D1 Stonehill to the top, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's tough. We can't go to play. So, you know. so, yeah. But starting out at Stonehill, like you wouldn't start D1, you know? So, what is like this year specifically, what has been the biggest change when being a student athlete? Because now it's like the sports side of things kind of hits a little bit different when you got that big D1 title behind you. And I'm sure balancing that along the way with schoolwork has been a little difficult. Um, yeah, I would be stupid to say that it's awesome and I get like, I'm D1 and like academics are a breeze, but it's like, it's, it's definitely a learning curve. It has been. It's because we only have four home games this season. So we have like 10 or 11 away games. So it's like, it's a lot of traveling and it's a lot of balance. Um, in the beginning, it was kind of overwhelming. Um, but thankfully now, like I'm a junior and I'm getting more into like courses that um, I care about. And it's not like I'm taking like intro into like philosophy and I like don't really care um so it's like I don't know I enjoy doing the work and it's just it's just staying on top of your stuff that's like really all it is I'm a major procrastinator and so the bus rides really um I don't know they don't really allow you to do that because you're just sitting on the bus for like six hours and you're like okay I can nap for an hour and then like do work so it's just finding that balance but you know yeah, so one of the biggest things in college athletics from the last couple of years and right now even is the new NIL rules. Um, what are your thoughts on this? And do you plan to take advantage of it at all? Or I don't know. I've definitely thought about it. I think it's great because I follow a lot of athletes on um, TikTok specifically. Like there's a runner. Her name is Emily Cole. She runs at Duke. Um, I... I really look up to her in a sense. She like, she just wrote a book and now she's like making money off of her, like her name and um, like other TikTok stars, probably Sedona Prince. She's like the biggest one that like really like monetized her name. Um, I look up to them in a way because it's like, I don't know, for years they were being like used for their, for their name and likeness. And so now I think it's like really cool that they get to make money off of TikToks and blogs and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, I thought about doing it, but we'll see. I don't know. Who knows? All right. I'm going to kick Harry real quick because he's super laggy. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> his, room, his roommate just left and he took his Wi-Fi with him. So he's setting up new Wi-Fi today. So it's all weird. Oh, um, <laughs> but uh, we're on to our last question. So it's not too bad. But uh, uh, who would you say has impacted you the most throughout your field hockey career on and off the field? 
that's a tough one. There are two that come to mind. Um, I love my club program. I think like them in a sense, my club is kind of where I really cultivated my game and I really learned to love it more than just like playing it for high school. Um, just my club coach is like uh, at UAlbany. So that's where my club played. Like Phil Sykes is the head coach there. And then his wife also coaches our club team. And I now work for them in the summer. I work every day with them and I've gotten just so insanely close with them. And they've really, I don't know, they just, they care so much more about me than just like being an athlete and it shows and they've impacted me. They've given me so many opportunities. Like I've met Olympic players through them. I've gotten to train with some of them, um, which is just like an incredible opportunity. And I, I, I cannot thank them enough for like the player that they've made me. I wouldn't be the player that I am today without them. And then a girl who went to my high school, her name is Carrie Hanks. She played at, played at Maryland and then she um, is now on the national team. And her and I are, are pretty close, but I, honestly, like not super close, but I, I look up to her in so many ways. Like she's just an animal. And like everything that she's done, I don't know, just the way that I go about my game or like if I'm stressed about something, I'll think like Carrie Hanks, okay, did she get stressed about this or like did she let it go? Or like, what would she be doing during preseason? What would she be doing in her off season? How would she be lifting? What would she think about this game? Like I, and I've gotten closer with her in the past couple of years now that I'm older and um, we can like actually have real conversations now. Um, and I think she's just been a great resource to like lean on and like ask questions and look up to. So I would say those are like the two that really stick out to me. So. Okay. Two good answers, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. sure they'll be happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's all I got for you. And I thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. Sorry, Harry. Yep. had to, uh, No, it's okay. I don't care. Uh, best of luck on the rest of your season. Um, yeah. yeah. Ho 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 let's hope uh, you guys have a nice little finish to the season for and build off of it for next year. Hopefully. Hopefully. But thank you. Thank you so much. No okay. problem. Thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. Uh, be sure to check us out on Instagram at offbeat underscore sports and on TikTok at offbeat sports. Make sure you're on the lookout for the next installation of the Offbeat University series. Uh, thanks for tuning in.